Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Everybody, welcome to a Couch Divided podcast. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the wonderful Dr. Robin Hall. Yes, you didn't say your last name, Nick. You said Nick, not Nick just Thomas. Not Nick Thomas. You normally say Nick Thomas. I think. Hello, everybody. My name is Nick Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be confused. I know it's a different Nick. Yeah, they got to make sure that they have the you right. Know how many Nick. people's names <laughs> Nick out there? They yeah. probably know your voice by now. There's a though. whole Twitter account called the Nick Thomases of the world, or something like that. No way. Yeah, and there's like 2,500 followers in there. <laughs> are they all named Nick Thomas? Nicholas Thomas. Yeah. So some some spelled a little differently, but yeah. yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so oh my I gosh. Have a very common name. Guys, yeah. if you have a really common name. Apparently, you need to find out if you have a Twitter account there, dedicated to you. There is a band called like the Spill Canvas. Which Sam is, Smith, Peter, yeah, any yeah. Smith, probably like Peter Smith. Peter Smith, yeah. John I mean, Smith, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of them. But like there's a band, uh, it's kind of an emo band that I remember um, back in the day called the Spill Canvas. And the lead singer was named Nick Thomas. Oh. So if you press my name in Google, that's the guy that first pops up. And then everybody else. It was you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really me. It was you. Yes, I was mm-hmm. the spill canvas. I think they were local. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can you please explain to us where you came up with the name spill canvas? Yes. Um, well, uh, I was uh, I was drunk one night. <laughs> uh-huh. You would have had to have been. <laughs> I love ridiculous band name ideas. I like, I mean, it's it's totally played out, but I still think they're hilarious. You know. Yeah. And Parks and Rec, Andy. Chris Pratt's character yeah. goes is all constantly changing the name of his band. Yeah, his band, yeah, yeah. Wow, we digress. Um, no, Nick, I, I'm I'm glad you are you and not the Nick Thomas from this. What was it? The Twitter account. Sp- Spillwater. <laughs> Sp- Sp- Spillwater. What was it? <laughs> That's a good name too. I like Spillwater. <laughs> that sounds like a '90s grunge band. It Spillwater. Does, yeah. yeah, the Spillwater Diaries. Yeah, the Spillwater Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that Spill Canvas. Yeah. Spill yeah. Canvas. Yeah. Man, I feel like I just associated spill and water. Anyway, mm. well, um, what like housekeeping stuff do we do we have for today? Sure, sure. As always, uh, you can uh, uh, contact us on uh, a couch divided podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, email us with your questions. Uh, we are getting them. Thank you very much. We uh, appreciate that. Mostly on Instagram, which yeah. you can find us on Instagram at a couch divided pod. Same name under Facebook yes. as well. And we get your comments and we get your likes and. Uh, we get all your chatter, and we appreciate yes, that. Yes, we love it so much. Please keep it coming. Yes, and uh, in fact, um, um, we have a list of topics that includes some of your suggestions, of suggestions in there, too, yeah. as well. So uh, you guys are helping us uh, keep this podcast going. We appreciate all of our listeners um, as, um, you know, as you actually... 
uh, compel us to keep doing this. Because oh, if yeah. nobody was listening, I'd probably, yeah, whatever, uh, you know. Uh, we, I don't like listening to myself talk like that. No, me either. Um, My voice immediately changes when I'm on the mic, too. Hello, everybody. <coughs> Welcome to the Catch the Bite. Does mine? No. You don't think so? No, you're normal. Oh, I'm I, so I have far insecurity problems. Normal. I have to make myself bold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to be the 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 thing that I hated when I I loved morning radio. We'll talk about this in, a, in, in just a second. But I hated the fake radio voice. Hello, everybody. Today's weather is eighty seven degrees yeah. at nine oh two. You know, I like hate, I hate that. Like hate that's that not too. even how you talk. Like like why would you have to do this fake radio? That is voice? not an Arizona morning radio broadcast. At least not a summer one. Yeah, eighty seven well, degrees. Yeah, eighty. Yeah, I would love. It's a hundred and nine outside right now. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. For those of you that don't live in. Arizona, specifically in the Arizona desert. Yeah. Uh, what? You're welcome. Not like it's my. I know. <laughs> not I mean, like I did anything to keep you away from the desert. But and I, I hate the people that look on the bright is, side. Feel feel better about yourselves, right? Because it's 109 degrees out here today <laughs> at the peak heat of the day. And I, I hate the people that look on the bright side. We only have to deal with it for a few months, and I'm like, that's oh, a I few mean, months too long for me. I'm gonna go ahead and agree that that is a bright side. And we don't deal with snow, like shoveling snow or ice, at least yeah. not in like Phoenix and the suburbs surrounding. Uh, just there are a lot, there, yeah, right. There are lots of places in in Arizona that you do deal with ice and snow, but not in Phoenix. So, no. and even the places that they deal with ice and snow, it's not to the degree where they're busting their hump, um, you know, that's shoveling their sidewalk. It can get really crazy up in north. Flagstaff. Oh, yeah. yeah, in that whole area. Yep, can get. I love really going up cold. there. Really, it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, again. If you guys haven't been to Arizona, we encourage you all to come. And if you do, you'd have to come to Apology at Church right. and say hi to Nick and I. Come with some paint because it's all beige here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a what like houses that like to blend in with the landscape. So there is a lot of... I'm pretty sure my house is like a form of beige. I, yes. I don't like it. The color. Everything's... A, you know, they just switch it from, you know, just light pale. <laughs> it's like an... Or a, a dark pale. A variance of adobe and dust, guys. Yes. Um, we want we to be authentic. Still, our our website is still under construction. So um, if you go, you'll just see the little under construction guy. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff brewing. We're essentially almost halfway through the year. Can you believe that? Yeah. Twenty twenty two is almost yeah. halfway over. Um, but we've got some awesome stuff lined up for you guys we'll, in the rest of the year. Um, we're really excited to bring you. So make sure you tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Um, share, like, all that stuff. And again, thank you all so uh, so much for uh, hanging in there with me with my classic art memes. <laughs> I really I love them, man. They're, yeah, I find so much joy in them. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I feel like that's the business. Is that the business? That's the business. The business, as the we business. say in the business. The business. Um, well, what are we talking about tonight, Nick? The business. This afternoon. It's not actually night. It's... Well, so it is late afternoon, though. Well, uh, speaking of business, of business, um, we are uh, we're actually uh, talking about an aspect uh, of that uh, in marketing and advertising, and the psychology that goes into that um, as well. Um, and so we bring up some statistics. I'm going to talk about pro wrestling a little bit, <laughs> and Nick. some and some movies, and uh, and some music. If we can just say, like, Nick has been chomping at the bit um, since we decided to record this topic today. <laughs> I love to talk wrestling. about it. Um, and it's awesome to hear him talk about it. He's got a lot of insight into it as a consumer. So, like, it'll, it's yeah. going to be really interesting for you guys, I think, to hear him talk about it. But 
the reason that we chose the psychology of marketing uh, and advertising being like a sub a subcategory of marketing um, for this episode is because we are recording on June 8th. Mm-hmm. And what is June, Nick? Well, According Ju- to a popular American culture. June is a, is Pride Month, right? right. Yeah. Ha. What what is Pride Month, Nick? What is what is Pride? For uh, the people in the back that have been sleeping a while. <laughs> theologically or <laughs> culturally? Culturally. Yeah. Culturally. Culturally, I mean Pride is actually um, you know, what they're talking about in Pride. They're talking about homosexuality. They're talking about being proud of that sexuality, of that sexual disposition. And not just homosexuality. But, uh, well, transgenderism, all that stuff. Every sexual orientation, orientation variant, gender, all the gender identity stuff. Right. Um, The different categories of uh, of deviating from sexual normity. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's a good way of saying it. So it is a month dedicated to honoring quote unquote mm-hmm. anything and everyone related to that category pretty much pride and sexual immorality so <laughs> we thought because this because uh, the lgbtq etc cetera, etc cetera, uh group like as a i don't know as like a you know a like a forum mm-hmm. moving forward um have done an excellent job at marketing mm-hmm. um, and advertising um, and even reappropriating for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a long time right. Christian symbol um, uh, and and it becoming, I mean, kind of universally known really mm-hmm. as, you know, the symbol for pride, which, right. you know, the rainbow. So um, we thought what better, what better psychological concept to talk about than that for yes. The, the beginning-ish of June. And it's easy to break it down. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, obviously the, the Bible would say pride is a sin or a certain type of pride is a sin. The idolatrous nature of puffing yourself up about yourself or over something. Being um, arrogant. Yeah, being arrogant. I do think there are, like, there's sinful pride and I think there is appropriate yeah. pride. It, or correct, like a, a mom being proud of her little boy for succeeding in... Mm-hmm whatever thing that he's doing, you know, school, a project, whatever. Right, an accomplishment, right. Proud of my boy, Uh uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, that could be sinful uh, if you worship your child. and uh, Well, and if you you misattribute, like, what the victory Mm -hmm. that you are celebrating in that, like, as belonging to anyone besides God first. Really, it really is flaunting an attribute about yourself or something Mm -hmm. and holding it preeminent, especially above God. And and that really is, it is, you know, what you're doing above God Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, As the Bible tells us to be humble and, and lowly, in our successes, though we can greatly praise God in our successes and go, look, look, look what I just did. That's fine. Um, the culture flips it upside down and says, no, make that the point. Make that the, uh, the, right. uh, 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 what, what gets you going. So well, you've got a lot of that and especially sports too. So well. the, uh, yeah, the idea, like the, the, um, fight song the anthem Mm -hmm. the like the charge the call to action behind that is like we've spent so long being ashamed of our sexuality Mm -hmm. right we should be proud of it Mm -hmm. um and as christians it this it always like it, it totally blows my mind because people 
seem to be so confused about this issue. There, like, there are a few issues in scripture that I think we can group together as being mm-hmm. meta clear, like mm-hmm. extra, yeah. mm-hmm. extra clear. And God is extremely clear about sexual immorality. Yes, he is. He's just clear about it. He's just as clear about homosexual homosexuality as he is about premarital, yeah. like having sex outside of marriage. So mm-hmm. God is extremely clear about what holy sex is, what righteous sex is, mm-hmm. and um, which is also a name of a band. Righteous. righteous. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. That's a punk rock band <laughs> in the eighties. I feel like I need to play the harmonica in that. Yeah, yeah, the righteous. Yeah. The righteous yeah. sex. Yeah. I don't play the harmonica. It's like blues traveler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it's that, but that's the psychology behind that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so from the LGBTQ plus community standpoint, it's this like re like reclaiming, Mm -hmm. right? Pride over an issue that has long been a source of shame. So, and as Christians, like we understand, well, we actually understand a lot. Christ paid for shame Mm -hmm. at the cross, right? Mm -hmm. But we should also not be like elated or joyful over sinning against God, mm-hmm. right? So there's an appropriate level of a shame reaction mm-hmm. when we engage knowingly in sin. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm gonna um, uh, give us a few interesting statistics, like advertising statistics, mm-hmm. um, and a few in- like statistics about pride, just to kind of like launch us off, and mm-hmm. then, um, yeah. I think you guys will really enjoy mm-hmm. everything that Nick has to say about this. So um, before we started researching for this episode, I didn't realize why June was picked. Um, so there was a raid of this. Um, okay, the, there was a bar, um, an inn, this, what did I call it? The Stonewall Inn that was converted into a gay bar in the mid-60s. Um, and there was a raid apparently uh, that was a common for police to raid this bar. Um, but there was one such raid that occurred late June in 1969 that was met with uncharacteristic resistance mm. by the inn's patrons, which led to a series of protests over the following night. Uh, nights, excuse me. Marsha P. Johnson, a black self-identified drag queen and activist, is now recognized as a leading figure in the Stonewall riots and went on to participate in the first gay pride rally in 1970. 1970. Mm. So I'm not sure where this like inn is. I'm sure it wouldn't be too difficult to find out. You guys can Google that if you're interested. But that right. is why June was chosen. Mm. Now, I don't see them talking about that uh, too much. It is actually altered in such a way, wouldn't you agree, as far as what we're seeing on on social media about Pride Month? I don't, I have never, before we, like, before I read that specific article, I had never heard, I had no idea, yeah, I had no idea what. Yeah, they don't talk about it. No, I've never heard that as being, I'm sure there are people within the community that have heard that story. Sure, yeah. Um, But as somebody outside of the community... Yeah. Right. Well, you know, uh, I'll give you, I'll, I'll break it down. It. <clears throat> I'll break it down this way. Uh, Christmas or Easter, right? Uh, let's just go uh, up to the, uh, the you know, Resurrection Sunday, okay? Uh, what we call uh, Easter in the culture, right? Um, we have one part of the culture that emphasizes the bunny that supposedly a- lays eggs, 
right? And then we have the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wait, what? Like Easter, right? The okay. bunny that lays eggs. <laughs> does the bunny lay eggs? I don't know, but that's what I'm assuming. How could a bunny, you know, oh. lay eggs? What is he getting them from? Stealing them from chickens? Uh, um, oh, you mean <laughs> how can a bunny leave eggs? Yeah. Like the Easter bunny. Yeah. Okay, not lay them, Nick. He doesn't But you, lay you've them. never seen the books of uh, of uh, the bunnies laying the eggs? No, well, is that real? <laughs> yeah. That is terrible. Yeah, I chose that word on purpose. I just, okay. you know, yeah. Well, forgive me because <laughs> I have not seen that ever. But okay, so he hides eggs, and that's what we do, okay. right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and then we have the, um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? When Christians uh, think about uh, this, they emphasize that. We talk about the history, the roots, why we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, okay? Um, this is why I say that the pride month is, is, is altered because that doesn't seem to be talking about the roots uh, so much. Uh, this is the mm. first time me of ever hearing Stonewall. Um, you know, you have to actually go and research why it is the way it is. But today we see something a little different. We see more of a marketing of pride month than we yeah. do uh, about telling the historical nature of where it started from. Well, I mean, like what I think is happening is we're not seeing that history included in the marketing. So whatever market research has been done by these groups. Mustn't uh, test well. Right, well, <laughs> it must it must indicate that like most people are not interested in the history of this. I mean, just from the like my initial reaction to that and I have never like I said I've never looked into these like um, protests. I've never looked at, I have no idea how big a deal it was back then. Um, but I can think of like some very profoundly emotionally disturbing things that have happened to individuals because they like came out. Um, I mean, I think Laramie, Wyoming, mm -hmm. right? So, um, and we're not going to get into the details of that. If you're interested, you can mm -hmm. go look like those types of pleas are much more emotional. Mm -hmm. And as we're going to talk about more much more manipulative which mm -hmm. is a lot of what is involved in marketing and advertising mm -hmm. um well finding out what people want mm -hmm. and then using it to your advantage to sell a product mm -hmm. so um anyway to me that's a much more memorable story mm -hmm. than what we just relayed to you guys but who knows mm -hmm. right like who knows why people aren't interested in that history but they're not selling that as yeah, part of and that's not what, and, and, and there could be a whole community that talks about it. We just don't know. However, I, I would say if it was definitive that, you know, this is where it came from, you would, you know, you would talk about that. Right. Just like Christians talk about, you know, actually Easter is this or Christmas is this. It's, it's not a fat guy in a red suit. It's the incarnation of Christ. Right. Uh, it's not a bunny that hides eggs. <laughs> <laughs> It is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And we have this whole, whole almost weeks leading up to that where we prepare our hearts for that particular day. And that's, and that's where or usually where Lent has come from is the preparation for, for that day. Uh, uh, evangelicals do this with Christmas too as well. Um, and, uh, you know, calendars and things like that. And what particular day, uh, days uh, mean leading up uh, to the incarnation of Christ. Um, and, that is our historical roots. That's how we get that out there. So I, I do find it compelling that w we don't hear much of the, the pride history as much as we do in, uh, as we, as we see the marketing and the advertising and the flaunting of such things. Mm -hmm. um, like I was just at Starbucks today, right? I was just get a coffee and it's filled with rainbow flags, but that's all it is. It's just rainbow flags. Oh, you mean the Starbucks is filled with rainbow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I please tell you what I heard? Okay. And it was filled with rainbow flecks. 
flex. <laughs> and I was too. like, what are they, what are they <laughs> They're flexing their rainbows. No, flex, <laughs> like flex of something, <laughs> like paint or dust. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just rainbow flags and, uh, and pride everywhere. Okay. I mean, um, okay. So, you know, once a year they do that, you know. Uh, is it going to prohibit me from buying coffee? Eh, probably not, but it would be a good strategy as a protest not to. I, I get yeah. that as well. Um, so anybody that it does would be that, really, it wouldn't would be really, It'd be very difficult to avoid interacting, like doing any type of business, doing business with companies that support that. Especially nowadays, right? Yeah. Because right when you go on social media, um, you know, your typical advertisers that are on there, some that you actually subscribe to and like, um, now have their logo changed to some kind of rainbow color. Yes. Right. right. Uh, I saw PayPal. <laughs> this is this is actually pretty gnarly too as well. So PayPal did it right the day before. What, like uh, May 31st? Yeah, something like that. The day before, or at least it was uh, in one area that they were in, it was the day after. But, uh, um, but like, they all of a sudden changed their logo to that big giant P, but it was all rainbow. Sure. Okay. But you can tell somebody just did it in three seconds because the resolution and it's all pixelated oh. and everything like that. So they just stuck it through Microsoft Paint and just did that. <laughs> and that's how much they care. Now, the thing is, you know, do they have to put it in Photoshop and make it all HD? <laughs> no, they don't. But you can tell that it's this time of month and statistics and charts say that we should do this only because of whatever reason, right? right. Consumer reasons. Mm-hmm. Also, threats from consumers, Sometimes the yeah. bad publicity that they get hinders future advertisements that they would normally do. Sure. And so that is a part of how people are actually counteracting um, um, a marketing uh, to actually fit it to their own needs is by coming after um, advertisers or supporters um, so that they would actually sell or align with what you think. Um, that we see this in council culture, we see this in a, a lot of other companies um, as well, or any comedians uh, as well. As soon as a comedian says something, whatever advertiser sponsors them, you go after the advertisers to shut the comedian up. Why? Because the advertisers are the one that makes the money for the comedian or sure. or wh- uh, whatever. Right. It's a it's a like I don't know. I'm, I have no idea what the money is, but like multiple billion trillion probably yeah. dollar industry but then the caveat is this if the advertiser says no we're going to let the comedian do whatever they want all they have to do is boycott the advertisement and now what they're in for the comedian for is worthless because no one's going to buy the product now mm-hmm. and so it's like well we got to do something we either let the comic go it really or we tell does, them to yeah, shut up it yeah. does feel like a bullying type it is a bullying yeah. type of thing so um, that's the counteractive psychology. The other stuff is uh, is what they're doing in the back room, which we'll talk about. But what know. is that? What do you mean by counteractive? I don't never heard. Well, that. so like what I mean, counteractive is uh, the advertiser has a certain goal, right? Uh-huh. And their goal is to sell their product yes. and they sell their product in a certain a certain way. Right. They got writers in the back room, jingles, advertising, all of that stuff. Right. They put that out there. Sure. That is for the consumer to be emotionally to involved, consume. yeah, to consume, and they're going to be emotionally involved, and they're going to right. use logic and, and, and be more likely to buy, buy the right. product that they're trying to sell. Right. Well, now the counteraction is this: we're going to hold that hostage. You need us to buy your stuff, but you do not get with our worldview, so we're not going to buy your stuff until you change. Yeah. Right. And so, if we don't buy your stuff, therefore, 
it's a counteraction. Right. And so now they're now the advertisers are being manipulated by the consumers to gear towards you know what yeah. they want, and it's a counter. It, 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 it's almost a big game of chicken to see who's going to flinch first. Kind of thing. Okay, so but that's a term you you coined. Yeah, I mean it's not an official okay. term, but All right, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that I hadn't blocked out like a part of IO um, industrial no, organizations. but uh, like. I think it should be adopted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay, so we <laughs> um, we were talking about, I mean, so many different things last week when we were planning this out. Um, you had like a bunch of things that you kind of wanted to go over to illustrate some of the strategies here. Um, before you jump into that, should I, should we go through some like interesting facts sure, about yeah, yeah, like, um, advertising facts? Okay. So the first, like, I guess what is collectively considered the first ever ad, mm-hmm. um, is on papyrus and, um, so it, it it was related to Egypt the Egyptian slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, they were using papyrus to inform trade sales, mm. and apparently this advertisement is r- like referencing a specific slave named Shem. S H E M. You can see it in the British Museum in London. This really? papyrus, yeah. So. I've been to the British Museum, but I do not recall. So is over a particular papyrus. individual is like a wanted. Uh, advertisement? Or? So that was, I read that someplace, uh, but that's not what this says, so I'm not sure if it is like, maybe it's the same thing, maybe it was its brother ad. Hmm. There was another article I read that said the first, like, described this as like an ad for a reward hmm. um, for like a runaway. Yeah, there like, must have been some kind of incentive out there. Sure. Um, okay, ready? Mm-hmm. The most expensive commercial ever created. Who do you think it was created by? Victoria's Secret. No. No. Oh. I'm, a good, pro- I'm good, actually surprised. A it's a good yeah. guess. Yeah. Chanel. See? Oh, almost. And how much do you think that they spent? Chanel's number five. Yes. I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, it's got to be in the millions, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But what do you guess? Yeah. What do you guess? Uh, I'm going to say about two and a half. 33 million. So 33 million. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> so like $800,000. Yes. Off. Nicole Kidman was cast in this and they paid her three million wow. for it. I know, right? Okay. And then the rest of the uh, went to, you know, uh, actually, you know, producing it and everything like that and, and putting it on TV. Wow. Um, um, and I, so was that during a certain time of year? 2004. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because I can see that either during the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Or, I could see it being yeah, for that too. It may, summer, it may have been. We could look up Super Bowl 2004. Yeah. Uh, summer advertising used to be on the low end because that's when the, they used to run reruns. You remember back in the day, this is summer was reruns. Yeah. Um, and uh, That's right, long ago. Right, right. And so hardly anybody watches the reruns, so advertising was kind of cheap then, right? Huh. Um, or at least to uh, <laughs> just using logic there. Uh, but uh, um, but then, yeah, I mean, when something is, is new uh, TV shows, then you want your advertising to be on there. It's going to be more expensive. Same thing with the Super Bowl. Uh, it's a coveted spot. Um, maybe not in the future since the Super Bowl is getting well, low ratings now. Be- but well, it's because pe- so many people watch it, right? Right, right. And so, uh, and, and then everybody expects, oh, this is new commercial day. It's gotten to be a tradition mm-hmm. to do that. So, therefore, the value goes up. Some people only watch the Super Bowl strictly for the commercials. 
Um, and what's going on now is that you can actually see every single Super Bowl ad on YouTube because they'll they'll make a channel and then every, all the Super Bowl ads are on there too as well. Sure. And so, and that gets millions and millions of views and, and downloads. Oh, I hate, yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I, there are several sports that I do enjoy watching, but football is not my favorite thing. Anyway. It's blasphemy. Uh, I know, <laughs> I know. It's basketball all day. I, I love football and hockey. Um, okay, so this is interesting. Historically, in watch, like wristwatch commercials, mm-hmm. The hands of the watches are always set or rest at either 1010 or 820. Mm. This is done so that the brand can, like you can clearly see the brand name, right? Like the hands. Mm -hmm. Um, But also because hands positioned in that way seem to remind people of a smile. Mm. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Which causes a subconscious positive reaction in consumers. So like when you said 1010 or 820, I realized that the 1010 is five minutes before the half mark, which would be 1015. And then 820 is five minutes after the half mark, which would be 815, which is usually when advertisements start 1015, 815. Yeah. What do you mean the half? You mean like half between the hour? Yeah. Between the hour. Between between the half. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is interesting. In 1994, Ikea published the first ad featuring a homosexual couple planning to move in together. When was that? 94. 94. Hmm. Um, let's see. Ooh, this is fun. B- billboards were first invented in the 1830s by a man, d- a man named Jared Bell. They were first used to advertise circus acts, but Mm. later in the 1860s, businesses started buying outdoor spaces to advertise their services and products. When the 20th century came along, billboards had already been established and they were more popular than ever before. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, billboards um, are still used today. Um, I mean, that's a high marketing thing to get a billboard like on the freeway and stuff like that that you see on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. It's Um, expensive. It it, it can be, but um, um, you can also, I mean, certain times of year, you can get them pretty cheap too as well. They work at all times of the year. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even Apologia has uh, rented a couple um, for end abortion now. I've seen that, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Okay, this is interesting. The very first U.S. newspaper advertisement was published in 1704 in Mm. the Boston Newsletter. It advertised an estate in Oyster Bay, Mm. Long Island, seeking a buyer. Wow. That's so cool. Um, Anyway, I get giddy with stuff like that. Okay. (laughs) So those are some of the, like, (laughs) advertising facts. Um, So I'm not sure how many of you guys out there are Stranger Things fans. Yeah, I love it. Um, But Nick and I are, like, we bleed Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband, too. Actually, we've got quite a crew at Apologia that... And we, we might find out we like it for different reasons, but I'm looking at your uh, like your thermos or your water yeah. bottle right there, yeah. and it's got them riding a bike and with the upside-down world in the back. Well, and, and it I says, think. friends don't lie. It fr- oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I thought that was another sticker. Yeah, oh, friends don't you? lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is a, a saying that they... Uh, yes. That they, yeah. So we're not going to like give anything away um, if you guys haven't watched it no, or I'm, if you're still watching. I'm curious, and I'll tell you why I like Stranger Things. Oh, I yeah. usually don't buy into the hype in TV shows. Uh, w- one or two, I, I, you know, a year, like Better Call Saul, Stranger Things, but I'm, I, I'm so in with the Stranger Things. Yes, <laughs> is a way to my heart 
is 80s nostalgia. Same. Yes. Same. And especially 80s horror. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that stuff. And they do a really good job at making me believe that they're in the 80s. So, like, Adam Sandler had a movie called Wedding Singer, which I like the movie. It's it's fine. But it is kind of hokey in their 80 references. They don't light up with the year. They just kind of toss it out there and shoehorn, which I think that Stranger Things, it really authentically shows you the 80s. I yeah. believe them. Right. Um, other than the fact that it's filmed in uh, <laughs> HD. And so, it's well, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's now. But right. uh, And then there's some other geeky things that I like about Stranger Things. It's actually from the overflow of an anime. I can't think of the name right now. Mm. I, can't, I can't believe I can't think of the name. Uh, but uh, in this anime, there was a figure called Papa, and he had a bunch of um, uh, young women that were psychics. Um, oh, that ended up busting out of the institution and killing a bunch of people. So Fun uh, stuff, guys. And then he had to go and save them. He was actually the good guy in the anime, but... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but here he's kind of portrayed as the uh, well, uh, well, as a sort of a, a creep, bad guy, a villain. No, but, but definitely as. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely as. And uh, but then in, well, I, he, I don't want to go too much no, into what he's he playing in this. He yeah. believes he's justified in yes. everything he's done. Yes. But that doesn't mean that what he's done is morally good. But right. anyway, we're not. This is not a Stranger Things yeah. analysis. Um, but the reason that like we thought it would be a good like launch into Nick's vast knowledge of this. Um, they, for those of you guys that don't watch the series or don't, or just don't realize this, I mean, you're actually seeing this a lot recently mm -hmm. and I think it's brilliant. Um, you're getting like volumes mm -hmm. in a season. So mm -hmm. um, they, like this used to be like a TV thing and they may do it still. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people even watch like mm -hmm. TV, TV anymore. Um, but they do, they could do like a, like a spring season mm -hmm. and then like a fall season. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they're splitting the season into two parts. So the mm -hmm. first part was seven episodes mm -hmm. and the second part will be two episodes, but both of them are more, much closer to feature length, mm -hmm. um, in terms of like the, how long the episodes are. Um, so we thought it would be interesting to discuss why that's a brilliant idea. Yes, I think it is. In terms of advertising. Cycle. It is a brilliant idea and it works. And it's something I'll, I'll, I'll say boldly. I'm not excited for it only because I'm selfish and want to oh, just watch the whole thing. But that's thing. why it works. But that's why it works. That is why it works. Because it is delayed gratification. Yes. And you do talk about that. And I think that is the primary aspect of doing something like this. Yes. First of all, Netflix is in the, is, is, is obviously it's, it's widely viewed. But they're sitting a little cold right now due to their subscriber, a lot of subscribers leaving. Um, and so how do you keep the subscribers there? Well, you split the things apart and then they come back kind of thing. I mean, for Netflix, yes. they're going to make sure that their numbers for mm -hmm. um, when did it, it came up the 27th or 28th. Mm -hmm. So their numbers for June, like the end of May, beginning mm -hmm. of June and their numbers for July are going to be. They're, yeah. they're made, they've ensured Profound. they're yeah. going to be in, incredible because mm -hmm. they've got this two-part yeah. release. And, and they're doing it in such a way so that you can actually get that same taste that Netflix of binge. Yes. Right? So you can download all <laughs> uh, and stream all uh, seven episodes at once. But then you got to wait to stream the last six or seven. No, the last two episodes. There's oh, they're going to do two. Okay, all right. All right you yeah. did air. I just said that, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two. So one's going to be like an hour and a half, and then yeah. another one is going to be two, out, two and a half hours. Right, right. So they're Something giving you like that. a bang for your buck kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, but there's only two episodes in the second volume. Right. 
And, uh, and so that makes you come back, that makes you stay, and that makes you talk about it a little bit more yes. and hopefully create an environment to where you want to stick with Netflix and all of its other stuff yes. uh, that they're going on. Ozark is big now, too, as well. Yeah. They might even end up doing something like that. They may have canceled it by now. Right? No, no, no. Uh, they just had their final season. They had their final season, yes. right. Okay. So it's like something like that too, as well. And they're going to they're going to use this as an experiment because they already know that people are go, uh, are watching Stranger Things and are going to come back to watch Stranger Things. Now, how do they go forward from here? Uh, how do they go forward with other original stuff that they uh, that they push out? If Stranger Things works, then can something else work? Oh well, they've been wildly successful with other stuff, right? And that's what they're thinking, and that's where they're thinking uh, behind the scenes. Too. I mean, they've also canceled like a lot of shows that I think were excellent, after like unexpectedly, and like after one season, like um, for example, what the, was the name of that archive? Eighty one or eight? I can't remember. Archive eighty one, archive thirteen. Hmm. Um, it was excellent, and it like the end left you at such a like. Mm -hmm cliffhanger and mm -hmm. they're and they're not bringing it back and i'm oh yeah i know i'm and so I, upset about it i'm like come people on. were really upset about that netflix yeah, yeah. it was so good it's right. so good right um and uh, if you so you guys we've i've talked about this a lot i love like this genre horror um like you know thriller suspense psychological thr like that mm -hmm. is just my jam right um all the way so if that isn't stuff that you like mm -hmm. Don't watch these things. Right, right. Um, there, although, like I will say, this most recent uh, season of Stranger Things has a like supernatural taste. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love about the series is like this: this world exists entirely in reality. Mm -hmm. It's not like a ghost metaphysical no. world, right? So, like, all of the things are real. Like, you can touch them, mm -hmm. which is you know different than like a. Although Freddy Krueger was real, right. like you, you still get that similar element because of all the dream yes. manipulation and stuff. Anyway, um, we could talk dream, about this dream for, eater, yeah, forever. Um, but yeah, if you're not into this, like, don't go watch it because it's intense. And, and and that's interesting about you know marketing and advertising too as well because you kind of have you can go two ways. Do you want to appeal to a niche or kind of a a cult classic kind of thing? Or do you want to appeal to a greater audience? And so if Stranger Things wanted somebody to watch their show uh, while still keeping the same flavor, but that's somebody that they want to watch normally wouldn't you know, be into the type of content that they have, how do they do so? And that's what they do in the back rooms. That's what they do in the advertisements. And sometimes all the hype about it from their friends that are into this niche grabs that guy. Yeah. And so they're looking to grab that guy and they have their charts in the back. Okay, how many of those out, you know, those outliers can we can we, you know, bring in? And all they got to do maybe is sometimes mention something relevant to the culture today. Yeah, yeah. Now, I love Stranger Things, but I will say this. By the third season, they had to implement the gay character. Well, yes. Yeah. And then it's in the 80s, so you can put yourself in the mind, ooh, it was it was kind of, oh, it was still taboo then, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Not accepted. She's embarrassed. She doesn't want to tell anybody. She's, like, really afraid yeah. to find, to, like, right. risk talking about it. Yeah. But there is a group of friends that we all love that accept. Yes, yes, yes. And that makes you feel warm and welcome in and, today's and society. Fuzzy, that says right. That. And yes. you automatically associate that with being a good friend and being open-minded and mm -hmm. and open and the truth is is as a christian 
like allowing, not even allowing, like not speaking about Christ to somebody Mm -hmm. is the most hateful thing you can do. Mm -hmm. If you really believe what scripture says, then people who aren't saved are doomed to an eternity separated from God. Mm -hmm. That should bother you because Mm -hmm. you don't deserve the grace you've been given. Mm -hmm. And so when you see something that God says is detestable, something that he hates being worn Mm -hmm. like an identity badge and a point of pride Mm -hmm. as a Christian that should grieve you, right? Right. Not because you are bigoted or you want to like see anyone be unhappy or harmed, but because it isn't about what we, you know, want (laughs) citizen regardless of, yeah, I mean, we, how people feel about it. We were saying this before we recorded, and I want to bring up this uh, this up, and it's probably the you know the best time to bring it up. And it says in the scripture that no sin has overtaken you that which is common to mankind: the lust of the flesh, sure. the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. and the pride of life. And now those well, those are all categories we've touched upon, right? And in the back, in the marketing and in the psychology of marketing, they're going to appeal to people's emotions and feelings. Well, what are the primary aspects of feelings and emotions that we go after? Those three categories, um, or at least something that would touch those three categories if, if it's not you know, necessarily sinful in itself, right? Uh-huh. So money is good. You need money. But there is a certain level of, of money that would touch those three categories, right? Uh, a, a wanting of it so much. Mm-hmm. And so in marketing and advertising, if you're appealing to motion, you're going to want to heighten that as much as possible. Sure. And so therefore it will cross a boundary. Um, but now we have to ask, is it the advertisers doing it or is it you're letting them doing it? Or is it a little bit of both or where, where does the responsibility lie? Right, and it's always cr- on the center itself. Well, but right, yes. As a Christian, right? Yes, so, yeah. um, This is the thing. Like, there isn't... This is really what we wanted to stress. And I know Nick is going to talk about the wrestling here in a second. I'm waiting, but this is important. Which, by the way, I, like, did not even realize. When I told my husband that I didn't realize how... Like, that Nick was such an encyclopedia of wrestling facts. uh, Of wrestling information. Information. Wrestling mania information. (laughs) uh, He was like, where have you been? (laughs) So... He's like, yeah, think, you didn't know that. <laughs> I, think, I think that should speak to my like level of interest in it. Um, uh, I don't nerd out on it like a Comic Con, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I know some nerds I'm, that know the history and every match ever done. I don't know. I'm you know pretty sure. Mean. I know the terminology. You, yeah. Well, anyway, I am. I would be the novice of novices in yeah. this category. Uh, Jerry Roberts, huge fan of wrestling too, as well. So. Um, the but anyway, the point is so like. Wait, the so what of this? Like, why is it important to talk about this as a Christian to understand this? There's nothing inherently wrong with, like, researching your audience, mm-hmm. understanding their psychology, what they're interested in, what they want, mm-hmm. and, like, marketing your product mm-hmm. that you want to sell in a way that appeals to that audience. Mm-hmm. There's, like, that's not sinful. It's mm-hmm. smart, right? Okay. Can marketing be used in like an emotionally manipulative manipulative way in a sinful way? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, it absolutely. Can. But it's not an inherently sinful thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it is blatantly sinful. Right. Uh, when uh, right, right. when we all have heard the slogan, you know, sex sells, and it does. It does. You know what I mean, and, and they know that. And it's that. Yeah. You know, we as Christians, we would encourage everyone to stay away from. Now, 
here's the indictment. Does that mean a bunch of perverts are, are putting together commercials, or does that mean that they have a bunch of perverts as consumers and they want those commercials? <laughs> 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 or both. Um, and we're all we're born sinners. Yeah, total yeah. depravity. Right, and so it, it does take two to tango in this. Uh, I, I really want to emphasize on that. Yeah. But the one that is selling will capitalize on the weakness of men. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as a Christian, you have a responsibility to understand yourself, to understand what your tempt. I mean, mm -hmm. temptations are, and we're. I'm not even like. Of course, lust is included in that, but. Mm -hmm. um, it's not only that. It's not exclusive to that, right? Um, one of the things that I was reading about while we were prepping for this was like the food industry and mm -hmm. how food is marketed differently to children mm -hmm. than it is to adults, which makes sense. Um, but they're very, very strategic, you know, in the types of food that they advertise, mm -hmm. when they advertise it, mm -hmm. um, like the ads themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and how they specifically speak to kids and interest. I'll give you an example. As soon as a kid sees a Lucky Charms commercial right. and you're walking through fries, mom, 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 right. mom, 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 I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. Brand you know? recognition, right? And you know immediately. Yeah. Right? And if the, the parent doesn't say no, uh, uh, or, you know, or might cave in and buy it. Now, it's just Lucky sure. Charms, so why wouldn't you buy it? But, like, you know what I mean? But, um, well, unless yeah. you're trying to eat healthy and then you got to yeah. teach your kid to eat healthy. And then this might be a learning moment in advertising, you know, sure. <laughs> you know and, and a sit down conversation with well, your child. Well, but that's the thing. Like, and and p most parents out there know what it's like to have their kid begging them for something, mm -hmm. whining for something over and over again. And those ads very specifically target kids that way. Is that what God feels about me? <laughs> I know. Does he just see me as a Lord? Whiner? If you Lord, just, please. Lord, if you just, please. if you just, I saw this and I need Mommy, that. I just need a squeeze it <laughs> or a pop tart. Right. I, I know. squeeze it. Yeah. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. I love them. Oh, it was just basically yeah. sugar. That's yeah. all it was sugar and like yeah. food coloring. I remember the Flintstones push Syrup. up pops. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I love do. those <laughs> things too. <laughs> Um, I was lucky because my dad liked them too as well, so, so I didn't have to ask. Right. <laughs> yes. If dad brings it home, you know, then you got like easy access to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So I like, what's your, you're not, you know, there are awesome, like interesting, we didn't get into any of this, but like, um, like the color red tends mm -hmm. to, for whatever reasons, mm -hmm. evoke feelings of hunger in people. So, so McDonald's so uses red in their advertising. This is it's so funny that you bring this up. Okay, yeah. so you know the Domino's pizza box. It's yes. white, and it's got the blue Domino and the red and the red mixed in, right? I think it's red and blue Domino, uh -huh. right? Every time I see a post office, um, like yeah. uh, it, it reminds me of pizza. It reminds oh, me of that Domino's box. Brilliant. And I instantly, I don't know if they do that I on have, purpose. I don't know either, but I have never because made that the, connection. the boxes in the post office that you can mail things in are the exact same colors as the Domino's pizza box. You mean like in a po like if you were to walk into a post office? Yes, uh, or you can get the um um. Uh, uh, whatever they call their land mail, but it's not an envelope. It's a little box that actually can fit into your like a uh, post office. Yes, box? yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it uh, it's and it's been they, so long since I've been into like a right, legitimate post. It's office. their standard delivery package. Um, and uh, what are you mailing, brother? That you well, know? <laughs> I used to. I I mean, in my ministry, I used to mail oh. like bracelets and things like that. You would have to put them in there. I gotcha. I also uh, I smoke cigars, so I also used to get cigars shipped to me from a, a particular lounge oh, that I was a member of. That's very. Fancy. They would mail. They would mail them in those boxes. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And it, yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Five cigars a month, and then I get yeah. a discount. It was like their membership. They sold me, um, and uh, they didn't need to try hard either. Um, uh, but uh, um, th th those colors made me hungry. 
And because I always correlated it with pizza for some How reason, interesting. Because you know? the Domino's has those same colors. I wonder if they thought of that or if it was just like an unintended side effect. It might have been unintended because it's the post office and they don't want you to eat. But I'm, like, sure the, <laughs> I'm certain the colors yes. are are intentional. Right. But they also look nice. Red looks nice. Blue looks nice. Blue, especially. Is, blue is also very calming. Yes. Especially with the white Relax accent on there. and eat. Exactly. Because you know? actually you can say that the box is white and then the red and blue are the accents that comment that or bring that, uh, bring the brightness of everything out. It's also like patriotic. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. and then you correlate. So there's a lot of things that it's correlated with. I don't know what the suit and tie is thinking in the background, but they are considering how they want it to look. And it's like, well, when it looked like this one month, sales were down. When it looked like this, the next month, sales were up. And then they're going to put in the components of, you know, the time of year, time of day, who's buying, what age, all that stuff. Sure. That comes into play. It has to come into play. But then overall, you also need a good product as well. It has to have it, it gripping. Because even though it looks like something that you want to buy, if word gets around that it's actually a faulty product after people bought it, then it doesn't matter. Right. And so they really have to actually come through for you um, um, uh, as well. And so Stranger Things, though they they slip in, you know. Yeah, okay, we're going back. Yeah, so so Stranger Things, though they slip in the gay character, it's enough... it could be enough to turn the, you know, somebody that is just inundated with pride and is sick of it, right? Yeah. To turn off. Sure. But the rest of the story is so compelling. Yes. That you may be willing to overlook it. I am. Um, and I certainly. And maybe God will convict me around that going really, forward, it, but it, I am absolutely willing to for the. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and. And, and that's, okay, so that that's part of that. Okay, so that's part of the discerning nature that you that we're well, going I, to have to do. So, and I, so I do think, though, there, I am willing mm-hmm. to overlook it. Do I think that my child, mm-hmm. who may not be able to distinguish as well as I do between mm-hmm. reality and fiction, like, I might be a lot more cautious, about, right. depending on my, like, how old my kid right. is. Um, if you've got, you know, emotionally mature, um like logical uh, the truth is guys you're not going to avoid this like you, it's you're going to hardly be able to watch anything if your requirements are um unless marcus pickman y- well, really comes through right. Speed really comes through with the lore <laughs> i love it it so far i so. know me too if you guys um are unfamiliar have we talked about lore before yeah occasionally okay yeah. well anyway go check out lore uh, lore.tv mm-hmm. um, you can fund what you want to see made it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah they're doing their beta program right uh, now so yeah their their yeah. tagline is Christian movies shouldn't suck and guys this content that they have already is incredible oh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely check them out um, and we need we need them we need them there as a media platform a Christian media platform he actually really gave me a good compliment the other day because I'm doing that ministry of cups of cold water and he emailed yeah. me and, and, and loved the, the content and, and I thought it was Aww. cool I'm like, oh, you know, coming from Marcus that's a, I love that's a big Marcus deal. yeah and, uh, for those of you guys that aren't familiar with uh, Marcus Pittman um, he's most well known for uh, his two movies yeah. babies are murdered here and this is the sequel to babies mm-hmm. are murdered here now and look Two. at babies are murdered here big bright red sign yes. you know what i mean yes 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 um, the accent with the black as Blood. well i mean yeah. that was the indication there yeah you know exactly what we're what talking the abolitionists about. are about when you see that sign that's right and when somebody is used to one particular avenue of protesting and then all of a sudden they showed up to work that day and saw a totally other right 
I mean, what a great things were about to change, and he capitalized it on the right moment. So, So what a great and any of you guys that watch the documentary, it's fascinating because he his idea was what, like, why are we not calling this what it is? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, It's murder. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening in there. Mm -hmm. Image bearers, Mm -hmm. people that bear God's image Mm -hmm. of like infinite value we, are being murdered in there we we live in a a, a very explicit world uh, nowadays now we've always lived in an explicit world but it used to be under wraps right we used to hide all, all that stuff right but now people are not surprised by raw detail yes and we like to be shocked. right i always say that like because my t- t- testimony is pretty explicit like i can give an x-rated testimony of how god saved me i can also give a pg depending on who i talk to sure but um, God saves us in an explicit world. Yes. And sometimes I think it, that's why I hate censorship. But I was like, you know, uh, is God covering his eyes? Oh, my virgin eyes. Oh, my virgin eyes. No, no, no. Or do we need to actually say things um, uh, that get the point across while the not truth. sinning? The yeah. truth. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're free to do whatever we want. Just don't sin. And uh, your convictions are your convictions kind of thing yes. uh, upon that. So, um, well, and that's the thing, like as Christians, you don't say something like that without an answer. Yeah. We offer the, not, the, the, yeah. the answer to this, the, you know, even for those people who have yeah. had abortions, right. Repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and find forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's, it, we do no one any good by telling them an untruth mm-hmm. about their position to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like this, I feel like this is the, probably the most controversial episode to date we will have posted. Maybe. Um, and that's, you know, the truth is, is that we are obligated to be faithful to God and not man. Right. Okay. So, so Marcus Pittman made babies and murdered here and he capitalized on the, at the right moment. So sometimes in uh, a marketing advertising, it is the, the luck of the day, right? Uh, uh-huh. Or the moment that you actually implemented it. Uh, forces beyond your control. Sometimes they're banking on that, but most of the time they're banking on the fact that there is a cultural vibe. There is a thought process out there. We need to appeal to that. Right. And uh, Marcus Pittman appealed to Christianity sick of abortion. Yes. And there are those out there and it created, it created a movement. Now abolitionism is not new, No, but it did sort of revive what we were fighting for in our hearts that we got lost because of the culture's uh, propaganda, which right. is a form of advertisement, right. if you want to say it that way. And the propaganda, either on the pro-life side or on the pro-choice side, had a certain mission statement. Yes. And that we bought into it and we're torn between two worlds. You right. know? When I explain abolition to my mother and she goes, I thought that was the point. It is murder. What, what do you mean? They, you know, we're not going to arrest people if they, right. if they commit murder. And I go, that's not what the pro-life movement wants. Mm, you know what no. I mean? And she and that's such a, like, this is a conversation yeah. for another episode. Sure. Um, but. Uh, but it does show you the, pr- uh, the how we are manipulated by advertising propaganda, if not being able to discern correctly. Yes, absolutely. Right. right. You can watch whatever you want to watch. Right. Just be wary, not uh, uh, necessarily about whether or not you're sinning or not, but whether or not you're going to buy, you know, what they're selling you. Right. Don't, I guess, like, guard your heart, right? Right. So, like, don't... Take heed, lest you fall. Yeah, don't believe that you are impervious Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. to the powers of advertising. Well, one thing that I, I quite enjoy, because, you know, and you can tell we're getting ready to talk about uh, uh, you know wrestling uh, for a little bit. And I'll briefly go over that. But I also love anime as well. I, there's a lot of Buddhism in anime, but I love to watch these things and theologically define what I'm sure. watching. And it creates an, I mean, like uh, redefine yeah. it from a Christian worldview. You know, as a single guy, I can do a lot of things. <laughs> and that's one of the <laughs> things that I do. I have time to sit there and go, no, no, that's right. You know, like, but then still enjoy the show. Oh my gosh. You know what I get to do? Attempt to stay awake long enough to complete a full episode of something. After, oh, really? After we've done like our. Really? That's why I have together, to turn off they? the TV at night now because if oh, it's no. on, then I would be watching it. And I oh, to, no. I, it used to be the opposite, but now I have to. Once you, know. you get married and have a baby, yeah. that will not be your yeah, situation it'll, anymore. It, it, it'll just, just yeah. fall out anytime. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, like, James is m- much quicker to sleep than I am, but mm-hmm. st- I would still say, like, in the last year and a half, I have not struggled right. falling asleep. So, just to recap, just for a second. So, you know, Marketing and advertising is going to appeal to your logic skills, your emotional skills, uh, decision making, everything, every little impulse that you might have in your mind to give you um, um, to give you the outcome of what you uh, what would want to do, what they want you uh, to do. Um, And that is what advertising is going to be geared towards, appealing to those faculties that let you make a decision. And I think that the number one, um, I think that the number one thing in advertising or who is the kingpin in all of this, believe it or not, is professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. just, I feel like the, the disclaimer with this is, is it didn't work on me. Yeah. Right. Right. No, 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 no. And never, it never, it never, advertising never says that we're going to get everybody. Right. Advertising it, it says that we're going to get what we need and then more. Um, sure. And they've been quite successful. Now, WWE uh, or AEW or any wrestling, this uh, professional wrestling goes back to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, uh, people, it, really? have, it goes back to the Carney days, you know, watch the seven foot man, you know. Uh, you know, uh, wrestle the uh, the little guy, you know, and they're doing like wrestling moves, and this guy's just being thrown around. But it's all you mean, a ruse. like watching wrestling. Yeah. I guess technically, like a form of that would be like even Christians in the Coliseum mm-hmm. fighting lines. Yes, and yeah. Stuff. It's Although, always it's exactly like that, but just mm-hmm. in a different form and hyperized version. So, yeah. like, I love this. I was just reading this in one of my articles, uh, getting prepped for today, and I thought it was a neat way of looking at advertising. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so this is like somebody describing advertising as magic. So advertising is magic because it transforms commodities Mm -hmm. into glamorous signifiers. So for example, turning a car into a sign of masculinity, Mm -hmm. for instance. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what about the Marlboro man and cigarettes, right? It was who a, died of jaw cancer or something like that. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. The original, right. the Marlboro, original Marlboro Man. Marlboro yeah. Man. Yes, yeah. he did. He died so from cancer. You get this buff directly ca- caused yeah. by his smoking. Yes. You get this buff kind of mysterious cowboy guy, yes. and he's selling you Reds. Man. Sex appeal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then that also mystery man. <laughs> yes. Also masculinity because he's on a horse. And uh, um, he's going to go out and work and get God's work done. Protection. You know what I mean? Protection, and, yeah. Like, when you think of a cowboy, for, we know we have a lot of listeners from all around the world. 
but you guys, I'm sure, probably even more than we are, are familiar with like the stereotyped cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like these are rugged, like men of the land that yeah. can survive on their own for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. And um, they're gruff and they're hardened right. by the terrain right. and yeah. the tragedy of, of their lives, you know. I remember even Red Baron Pizza trying this uh, as well. I remember a Isn't commercial. Isn't he a pilot? Yeah, well, Red Baron is a pilot, but then the pizza is also called Red Baron, and it's actually it, the the mascot of that is the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Red Baron, and there was in the nineties housewife needing to make dinner, and it's low light, and they're in the kitchen, or she's in the kitchen, and she pops in a pizza, and all of a sudden the Red Baron guy is sitting next to him. His hair's flowing in the wind, good-looking guy, and they're looking at the pizza together, and then they look at each other's eyes, and then the commercial ends. Oh, man, you can't get... (laughs) You cannot get through the 90s without the, like, Fabio-esque, like, hair flowing in the wind. It was exactly like that. Yeah. 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 I can't believe it's no butter. (laughs) Spray, you know? Spray. Spray. Um, Fabio. Anyway, it's true, though. Like, uh, that's... That is... Like, it is kind of magical. It's not magic. We can understand it really easy, Mm -hmm. but it's understanding what people want mm-hmm. and appealing to that and like exactly. and s- presenting the product that you have to sell in such a way that it appeals to those things so right. um now you you listen to true crime yes right constantly. right and you and documentaries and you watch yes. that and the mystery uh, the mystery about it yes. um, i don't know what that appeals to uh, generally i'm not into those things <laughs> But you could probably testify to that. Yeah, well, and I might be like a slightly different than the average, right. like it, only because of my background. Yeah. Like I have, I am very particularly interested in the psychological bent involved. Yes, so. and what leads a person to do exactly. this and things like that. Now, you probably would would agree with me. Who doesn't love a good feud or controversy? Sure. Right. I mean that. And a little bit of true crime has that controversy. Romeo in and that. Juliet. Yeah, there you go, man. I mean, we love it. That's a perfect example. Great play, historical, probably one of the best of all time. And uh, well, okay, yeah, it, it, it's up there, right? Well, beautifully written. Yes, but right. Like it's Shakespeare. Shakespeare, my goodness, man. Yes. You needed yeah. you. He needed a sunny beach and yes. um, a little reprieve from Maybe a hug or the two. melancholy yeah, yeah. of uh, yes of dreary dreary England. Anyway, um, well, actually. England is, I love England. I even, I think that the dreariness there is enchanting. Um, But like, we forget that, you know, the time at which he, he was writing this, um, it wasn't totally abnormal for 13 and 14 year old cousins to be uh, pledged to uh, together in like an arranged situation. So like, but that's the part I focus on. It's like, okay, so we've got two kids that kill themselves. Mm -hmm. That's great. One of them did it, you know, <sighs> a little too fast. She just waited. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you would have woke up. And it's so unhealthy. They meet yeah. at a party, and it's like lust at first sight. Mm-hmm. You guys should not be cho- choosing your mates this way. Yeah, okay? right. Um, but hey, it was prohibition, right? It was the two families and yes, everything. Right. It was forbidden, and everything. forbidden right, love. Right, forbidden right. love. Yeah. So um, that's why I bring up professional wrestling. <laughs> okay. okay? Because the whole premise is feuds against one person and another. Okay. The baby face, which is the good guy, and the reason why they called them. <laughs> and, and so oh, I love professional wrestling and their nomenclature and their terminology. It's like, it's like learning 
another language. Yeah. If you get the language, you also get what they're doing. And I'll tell you what, like when I was uh, watching wrestling when I was a kid, thought it was real. Every kid thought it was real, right? And my brother slowly explained to me that sure. it wasn't. But, but I think at first, though, like people almost encourage kids to believe that it's more real. Well, yeah. Because there's mean, an excitement. But, and, and that's the way they sell the show because sure. it would be stupid if they just come out, hey, man, we're just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, we're just, you know what I mean? The closest they got to that was uh, warning, do not try this at home kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because kids were watching wrestling and mm-hmm. then going in the backyard and slamming each other into the fence. And yeah. they don't know how to do the move, so they break their neck, right? Ugh. Okay, cool. Yeah, or jumping off houses, which, by the way... God gives us so much common grace. Yes, yeah. which, by the way, I did, and I did a lot. Oh, you know Nick. what I mean? Oh, I, we would invent characters, invent our own theme songs, so and go jumped, out... You jumped off your roof. Oh, I've jumped off my roof. To the ground? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. On boxes and, and beds and going into pools and on trampolines and throwing tables at each other. And, and, and <laughs> like I had this Fisher Price table uh, in a backyard. Well, I and didn't have it because you watched wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Right. I threw somebody through a, a hard so, plastic table. OK, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you just really quick and I'm going to let you know <laughs> you are not allowed to introduce Toby to this <laughs> until he is like, oh, uh, you, you mean James hasn't choke slammed Toby yet on the bed or anything? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> I'd be doing like every no. single wrestling. So we do get really rough with him. Like, and he loves being like spun around and tickled and thrown yeah, sure, and stuff. Yeah. And, and like. And, no and power bombs yet. Okay. He loves it. He is fearless yeah. in that way. So that's the reason I'm saying to you. Yeah. You need to stop yourself from introducing him I to this. I won't. Because he will be also the kid, I think. that Yes, that wants to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every kid wants to do it. So I, I thought it was real. But every male kid. every male kid yeah and and believe me there is a female genre a, sure. a, a demographic especially nowadays since they're introducing more female wrestlers and they're actually performing quite well it's not just about you know coming out in a bra and skirt anymore mm-hmm. they're actually athletes that are doing amazing things mm-hmm. uh, and so behind the scenes to pull off what they're pulling off uh you need skill and you need talent and that's very gripping how they can actually perform this way. So you have to respect it's it on a, that level. It's a, it's basically, this is how I understand it. But it is hokey. So, it, but it's, a, it's basically a soap opera. For men. For men. Yes. Right. So like with content that men enjoy, mm-hmm. um, and not that like women can't enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I do think it appeals more to men. Yeah. Um, probably a lot more to men. Right. I didn't look up any statistics on wrestling, but... Well, I'll, I'll give you some of the psychology about it. In fact, they use the term psychology um, in, uh, in, their, um, in their ways that they talked with each other. If a wrestler has good psychology, that means his character is good at making the crowd react the way he wants them to react. Okay. And if you have good in-ring psychology, that means even your performances elicit a reaction. Oh my gosh! And it really takes a lot of skill. See how hard I'm rolling my eyes. Oh, if um, it, let's just say you do this, okay? So a, a wrestler's <laughs> in the ring, right? And he's the good guy and the bad guy, right? What they call the heel, right? So the heel and the baby face, right? So the baby face, everybody loves a baby's face, and the heel, everybody hates the heel, <laughs> right? right? Like you know where Grinch. that term comes from? Yes, he's a yes. heel, mm-hmm. right? He's a pain. He's a heel, uh, <laughs> and he wrestles like a heel. He cheats, right? Okay. Uh, right? Yes. Uh, he does uh, things behind the referee's back. <laughs> Or he has a friend come down to the ring or he brings a foreign object in. You love, you know? to, ha- you love yeah. to hate him. You love to hate him. Right. And he'll wrestle like a heel. So he's, you know, 
uh, 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 using chairs. Instead of open hand punches, he's just really punching. And you're like, no, he's cheating. He's cheating. And the baby Is that face. Cheating? Oh yeah. Why? Well, not nowadays. It's just usually it's. Yeah, but he, but yes, you can't do the closed fist. Where at least you're, you weren't. You so weren't. there's lots of rules. Yeah, but you know, no one cares anymore. It's just a part of wrestling now. But okay. so you have a thing called selling. And so when your opponent is really, really just like dogging on you um, and punching you and kicking you and, and dominating you, you have to sell that. Right. Which means um, you, mean you have to make it look real. You have to make it look real. Sure. So when he kicks you in the stomach, <laughs> you like bend over and gasp for air, you know what yes. I mean? Or fall down or and he's repeatedly doing it and, and, and it looks real. Yeah. Right. And then. Okay, so now you have the, 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 the good guy who is getting dominated by the bad guy and he's wrestling like a bad guy and it looks all, it looks like, it really looks like the good guy's going to lose and everybody's just going, oh, I hate you, I hate you with the bad guy. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he reaches up from the grave, right? Yeah, right. He's down and he's getting ready to be pinned. One, two, right. two and a half kick out before three uh-huh. and he comes back with this explosive comeback sure and that worked only because he sold the heels attacks sure, to sure, the sure. audience yeah, yeah yeah which put the heel over as a competitor and as a worthy opponent sure but then also made now the baby face right because if he's yeah. not a worthy <laughs> opponent who cares if he wins yes right? right right now sometimes the heel used to be goofy but now it's cool to be a heel yes and so now right. you, you really have you to you really want yes. the that's when it, that's why <laughs> like i mean so and please i'm not dogging anyone that likes I mean, comics yeah, she, but like she, the marvel universe you're looking at me you're like oh, no 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 Better. i'm not you specifically okay th- there is a reason that i have stopped watching all of the crazy content that marvel puts out yeah i'm not a big fan okay of because the fight scenes the mm-hmm. action sequences are like 45 minutes long yeah and that's um, all they are and it just does not appeal yeah. it's like it's not i don't have zero interest in that people that do like they're wildly mm-hmm. popular but to me Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Um, but I love a story where, like, what you just described in wrestling, where, mm-hmm. like, we know there's cl- clearly defined roles. We've got a good guy and a bad guy, mm-hmm. or m- multiple good guys and multiple bad guys, because I'm sure there's like, oh yeah, like I mean, the locker they do full like of them. Yeah. doubles and oh, stuff. And, and sometimes a baby face does a heel turn. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the uh, baby faces. Yeah, they do the baby face. The, the baby face does a heel turn. All of a sudden, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy yeah. because he betrayed his okay. partner, or or he ex- got with the boss. Exactly whatever. like yeah. uh, General Hospital. Yes, exactly. Yes, but it is muscular men decking each other in the face. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and nowadays, we really don't have the muscular men anymore. You have acrobats, which is another critique on wrestling. But I'm not going to go into the nerdum. Of that, the nerdum. Well, there's. I mean, I already have, but oh. like, there's much more to what I'm talking about. There, uh, <laughs> much more. You know, we have to have that on a shirt at some point, or oh, a coffee yeah. cup. Nerdum. I mean, if you look at what CM Punk did in 2011 in uh, uh, on Monday Night Raw with John Cena, um, that he actually broke the, uh, the lines between re- reality and what we call kayfabe, fake. How they're selling to the audience, oh. right? Um, kayfabe is pig Latin for for fake, oh, <laughs> right? Oh, okay. Right. So, 
that is called uh, what is called a work in uh, a wrestling means it's part of the script, right? What is called a shoot is unscripted. Sometimes wrestlers have to make things up on the spot because something didn't work out prior or something changed in their atmosphere that they have to now switch up the ending or whatever. Um, a, a particular move didn't work out, so now they have to shoot and, and do it again, whatever. And, and you have to make it look real. So you shoot a lot. Well, he comes out into the ring and starts slamming WWF, and it almost sounded too real because he was actually introducing things that normally the audience members would have no clue about. Okay. Uh, controversy, how much he's hating the boss, how much he gets uh, 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 shooken down in the back, by uh, even if, uh, if he's the top competitor. And he went out there and said something real but in character. Mm-hmm. So it was what we call a worked shoot. That created a rating spike. And it all started with Vince McMahon saying, CM Punk, go out there in character and air your grievances against me. So it was actually a real grievance against Vince McMahon, but scripted in such a way where he can do it as his character. But all the audience knows is like now reality is bleeding into fakehood. Totally see why that's interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this real? Is this not real? Well, now the audience (laughs) is participating in it. I mean, it's real in one way. But not in the other way because it creates the guys in the back were prepared for it. Right. This like interactive component, right. even though it's only fantasy. Right. right. Which I think also is a piece that I get from mm. true crime because right. I'm over here like an armchair detective. Exactly. Right. Interacting with artifacts and clues mm. and crime scene photos and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I get that. I definitely get the appeal. So that. just to finish this off here. What that created is a rating spike only because it made you feel and not think. If you just think for a second, Vince McMahon is not going to let anybody go out there and ruin his show. Especially on the USA Network. (laughs) Sure. In front of a live audience with about 5 million people watching. Yeah. That's all at home. He's not going to let that. But... He would let that if it's going to make them come back next Sure, week. sure, yeah. Okay. Wrestling. We love, we love drama. Wrestling makes you feel. And so does advertisement. Yes. And if you look at, like, let's just say news. And I'm, I'm, I'm copying from Eric Bischoff in the TED Talk. I would, I, I would implore anybody to go to a TEDx talk with Eric Bischoff, right? You could, you don't, it doesn't matter if you misspell it. You'll find it. Uh-huh. Eric Bischoff. And he made... He made this, uh, the claim, and I, I, I kind of agree with it, that even the, the, the news, conservative news, liberal news, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, are no longer actually just giving you facts, but right. giving you stories that make you feel. Right. Oh, absolutely. And you start to lose the ability to think once you fall for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... I am such a sap for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, it's okay in wrestling, though, right? Because yeah. that's what I want them to do. Sure. Make me believe. I, it is a story that yeah. you're telling. I, like, I understand yeah. I can categorize this away from reality enough yeah. to into entertainment. Just let me goof but, off for right, an hour or two. The content we're supposed to be con- like consuming in news is not supposed to be for entertainment. Yeah. And I don't know if it ever, you know, if it ever actually was under that umbrella of authenticity. Um, but at least back in the day... They tried, you know what I mean? <laughs> they still had to have everybody buy their newspaper or watch their channel. Sure. But at least they tried to come off like they had integrity. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, 
It's it's really blatant and out there. Don Lemon is really good. He does not care if you hate him. He does not care if you love him. Right. Because both are going to watch him. Right. Who is that? Don Lemon is a host on CNN. It's one of the biggest hosts they have. Right. Um, And uh, it It used to be. It shows you like how much I pay attention. Yeah. It used to be Cuomo, but he got fired and and, and things like that. And uh, there's a whole controversy around that too as well because Don Lemon came out in defense of Cuomo. But then all of a sudden, once he started getting chastised and got fired, slammed him. And so it's like. To the news, it's like it doesn't matter if you have integrity. All it matters is if people right, are going ratings, to watch. Views. Exactly. Yeah. And again, you think Don Lemon cares that right. you hate him. So he does not. The, the so what for us as Christians is we do need to be able to digest this stuff well. Um, to know when we're being fed mm-hmm. a line, I think, is the important part, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're going to be l- uh, influenced by it or not should be a decision that you engage in. Right. Um, Daily, and Daily Wire does it. Fox News oh, yeah. does it. MSNBC does it. The Guardian does it. They want you Everyone to feel it, yeah. what they're saying and not think about what they're saying. Yeah. Even if they tell you exactly right. um, that, that they're doing that. Right, that all they want you to do is Wrestling think, tells yeah. me, because I know the business... That they're fake. Yes. And I still love it. I actually yeah. love it more because I get all Because you that. know it's a show. But when it's the president, Ugh. when it's the news, Ugh. there is sort of almost an, um, There's a betrayal a, yeah. uh, uh, in well, this. Well, because we we want, like, that, I mean. I need is, you to tell the truth on We this. need you to tell the truth. It's affecting my day-to-day life. And, like, that, you know, for so long was such the, like, that was such the, the mission, like the the bones of like mm-hmm. journalism, was this like as unbiased as possible, true representation of fact, and mm-hmm. we've fallen so far from that right. in our like popular media that we consume. And by the way, mm-hmm. Donald Trump. This is what Eric Bischoff would say. Uh, Donald Trump is a part of the WWF Hall of Fame. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, before he became president, uh-huh. was a professional wrestler. That is that had no clue. Yeah, he knows how to speak. He knows how to elicit crowd reactions. He knows how to and, perform, right? And he knows how to perform. He can play to an audience. I'm not saying that there uh, that Lincoln was vindictive. In no, no, that. no. Just knew he how to used, get his point across. But he used his influence. He was a master of rhetoric. Right. He's one of the presidents that we all know as Americans. The like, Gettysburg Address was written on a train, <laughs> and then he delivered it, and then it got tossed into a trashed ban after he was done. Because it was just another thing. I that did he not wrote. know that you were a Lincoln's <laughs> file there. No, I just uh, I remember some teacher teaching me that. But oh. I don't know how true that is, but uh, but okay. he, but he was a master of rhetoric. Yeah, he, he was, was. He was a master of order. And you need that when you're a performer. Ronald Reagan was very good at yes. that too, as well. well. And he was an actor. And first. he was an actor. Yeah. And so they know how to do this. And so the more that you can appeal to emotion, the more you can be, get manipulated. Yes, but remember. Controversy creates cash. Sure. So sometimes it's better for the network for them to hate you. Right. Now here's for them a th- to air all exactly. of it. Right. Now all cable television is pretty low rating right now because of streaming. Sure. So I don't know if CNN's losing ratings because they're just you know hyper liberal or MSN is why. I really can't tell because it's not fair to really judge on that aspect because of streaming. Well, I'm ones. sure there are a lot of people that really study this that would comment on right. that with a much more educated guess. Yes, because as uh, to why what's happening is happening. But I will tell you, conservative social media far outweighs liberal social media and um, um, liberal um, television as well. Um, I you can you can 
you can pinpoint why, uh, but um, I would like to say it's easier to access social media and people love controversy. So even the liberals are watching conservative te- television. Otherwise, they would have nothing to write about. Oh, um, interesting. <laughs> but, um, um, and uh, you don't really need to investigate what the liberals are saying because they're so explicit with it anyway and they just kind of toss it out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to go very far. Right, right. Um, and uh, so that's that kind of thing. And, you know, who's the baby face right now? We have the last two, uh, the, the uh, Biden and Trump. Who's the baby face? That would be Trump. Who's the heel? That would be Biden. And you hate the heel and love the baby face kind of thing. I mean, dude, that just depends on what side of the track you're right. standing but the, on. According to the news, the polls are so low right. that everybody hates Biden. But that creates also um, you know, a controversy to where the liberals are now going, we got to make sure, we got to make sure, we got to make sure that that, that Trump doesn't get back in office. And it creates this narrative that now the conservatives can, you know, can capitalize on and sell you their version of the story and their talking points. And all of a sudden, you're just a repeated talking head from the overflow of Daily Wire. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And you never think about God's law and you never think about him. And you always think about the talking points (laughs) that are going to make them win. Right. So, I mean, I think there are people that definitely struggle with becoming sinful, like sinfully obsessive over this kind of thing in terms of like letting anxiety propel how they, oh, they yeah. like think, think about it. It's another issue. God is sovereign. Itself, yeah. God is in control. Thank God. Praise him that it is him and not you, mm. that you are not general manager of the universe, right? Um, because you would do a crappy, crappy job at it. Mm. And if you think otherwise, you need to check mm. your heart. Um, so like the point, right. The point of this is as a Christian, God calls you to be wise and discerning. So understanding that this stuff is out there and real and it's like, it will manipulate you. You are not impervious to it is important and Mm. teaching your kids to, to protect them, identify it Mm. and to protect themselves against it. That's really important too. Um, let's like as Christians, be the people that are logical, be the people that are rational, be the people that can digest anything and call out crappy circular arguments and emotional uh, entreats into emotional like reverie and and call it what it is, which is, you know, manipulation. Yes, it is. Um, so, yes, we yeah. hope, uh, well, hopefully you guys check out some wrestling and... Mm. Um, yes, AEW, that's what I like right now. <laughs> Again, they just did another moment. Like I said, CM Punk went out there and did that whole controversy thing. They just had another wrestler that did the exact same thing. And even the network is playing on it. That is so funny. Um, And the network has taken down his character from their websites and merchandise. But he's not, for some reason, he's not fired. Why? Yeah. yeah. Because now the controversy is playing and you're like, I want to see what (laughs) TNT is going to do. And I also want to see what Tony Khan, the president of AEW, is going to do. What's MJF going to do? What's this wrestler going to do now? And it makes you come back. And they even advertise it as such. And it gets you emotionally involved. Yeah, Just like anything. Right. Just invested. I'm telling you, news does the oh, same yeah. thing. Better Call Saul is doing it, yes. too, with the, the two-part two exp- season. We expect it from Better Call Saul. We expect it from wrestling. Oh. But do you expect it for Tucker Carlson? Do you expect it from right. Don Levin? Do you expect because it from Because it's Cuomo? happening. Yes. Whether you are seeing it or not. Yes. And so happening. I would take a step back. I'm not telling you not to watch it. No. What I'm telling you is be wise, think be before you speak. Right. Yes. 
because they will appeal to your emotions. And yes. I know people like to watch Tucker Carlson and they want to quote him as if they're actually saying it and not Tucker Carlson. And they post it right on their Facebook an hour after he said it. And it's almost like a walking, talking character of their favorite news host. Oh, I've never. I, I see this all the time, especially in conservative news, especially in social media. There's nothing new under the sun. We repeat right. everything that we've seen, and there's hardly any originality on there. I'm being cynical, um, but um, yeah, we'll but I think you. that's the we'll majority. We'll forgive you for that, Nick. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 it's just this appeal to emotion. And hey, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. But please discern what you're watching. Not in a prohibition of not watching right, it. Right. Not in a legalistic right, way. But in a logical way. What do you actually believe mm -hmm. you're being told? And right. what does the Bible say? And just because you vote right, so do I, doesn't mean that you have to be this poster child For because you are commissioned to show Christ. Right. Not Carlson. Right. Not, you know, not anybody else. Right. Agreeing with them, one thing, repeating after them, another. Right. Well, and idolizing them is a problem. Yeah. So. And, uh, and that was just a small little thing. If you want to, Talk to me about wrestling up. You just email me. I'll, I'll talk to you all about it. I'll give you the rundown on every single terminology, every oh single gosh. word, what they do in the back. And man, I can guess a match and who's okay. going to win before that. Yeah. So, so if anybody wants betting tips, Nick yeah. would be another great source. So we'll wrap it up here. We love you guys. Thank you for indulging. I, yes. uh, we were probably ran a little too long, but hey, man, you get a little bit extra uh, yes. with it. Uh, we love you guys. Remember, we do. remember, Christ is king and to take heart yes. where he has overcome the world. Uh, hallelujah, brother.